Good evening. Glory be to God. It's great to be on with you all this evening. Do comment below. Let us know exactly where you are tuning in from. The town, the city, the country, the state, the village, wherever it is. <laughs> Let us know where you're tuning in from. Let us know. <laughs> no, no, no. It would be nice to just engage with some of you. Know. Yeah. Tell us now. <laughs> no, Type, it's just... Comment. Yeah. Do like, it. Hurry share. up. <laughs> Subscribe. Nah. But it's great that we can be live and interactive with so many of you. And we get people tuning in from all over the UK, all over Europe, Africa, Asia, the Caribbean, the Fiji Islands, Mauritius, the North Pole, South Pole. The list goes on and on. Thank God for the power of media and the favor of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So great to be on with you all. Hallelujah. We see your comments coming in. We greet you. We greet you. We greet you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Well, it's been a blessed, blessed time. We've been traveling. We've been on the road. We've been to Finland. We've been to various town cities. And what a powerful mission we've had as well. You know, some of you may have seen some of the posts on Instagram, the videos, the testimonies, the pictures. Many souls were saved in Finland. Many people were reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God is good. Amen, all the time. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise well, God. Trust Forever. you've had, yeah, amen. <laughs> trust you've had a blessed, blessed day, a blessed week. And yeah, whilst we've been traveling on the road, I want to say thank you to all those that have been praying for us as well, all those that have been fasting, all those that have been supporting and just, yeah, sending your encouraging words. We appreciate it and we appreciate all the prayers because souls are being saved. Souls are being saved. And that's what this is all about, isn't it? Absolutely. I have a souls. question for you. Okay. So over the years, mm. I think this is good because it's just good to open up just to um, throw this out there for people. Mm. And then obviously we were talking last week about like warfare and warfaring effectively as a new sure. covenant believer. Over the years, I've, I've observed, because um, this sounds very spiritual to do this, that say, for example, when we're doing the tent revivals or, you know, you've just done a mission to Finland or you've been traveling, people will often say, I'm fasting. So like we're out on you know, doing the work and then it's like, oh, I'm going to fast now. Um, and it makes like, it makes sense. What, what's your kind of advice on that? What's your take on that? Definitely. I mean, it's, I have a number of different takes on it. I mean, you know, the scripture says that the child who had the mute spirit and as Jesus responded to the disciples and the disciples couldn't cast out that demon, I believe it's Mark 6. Is it? I may turn there actually. But my take on it is this in a very simple way of, yeah, Jesus said that there are a certain type of demons that can only come out through prayer and fasting. You know, the disciples were like, why on earth are we not able to cast out this spirit? But Jesus said there are a certain type of demons that can only come out through prayer and fasting. I'm just getting this scripture up right now. Prayer. And the thing about it is this. You know, there are a certain type of breakthrough that you can only attain through prayer and fasting. 
You know, Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, it says, this kind can only go out by prayer and fasting. So fasting does hold a powerful element. However, I will also say this, that some people fast from the wrong perspective and mm. wrong foundation. Some people fast to try to twist God's arm mm. to get God to try and do something. I mean, when I hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm fasting and I'm fasting because um, I want my girlfriend to get saved. Like, I get it. Mm. But it's better that you show them the love of God and that you pray for them to have an encounter with God. And when you fast, you're really fasting to deny the flesh. You're fasting to starve the temptations of the flesh. You're starving that thing and then you're feeding faith as you then replace the abstaining of foods with spiritual food. Mm. You replace that, right? You replace the abstaining from watching secular movies with watching Christian movies. You abstain from reading secular newspaper to now reading the word of god mm. this is you abstaining from the things that you would normally feed on and now you are feeding more mm. on the things of god and spiritual things like that so i would say that when we are fasting it's important to do it from the right foundation Absolutely. and i will also say this that you know as we read that portion of scripture that was before the cross, before the blood, before the resurrection, before they were actually baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm. given the authority and power to go and preach, to go and heal the sick, to go and cast out devils. So I do believe the Holy Spirit changes the whole game. Mm. So even if you haven't fasted enough and there's someone in front of you that needs to be set free from a sickness or demonic oppression, because of God's grace and because God loves that person so much, he will use whoever and whatever is available mm. to get that person set free. So I hope that answers the question as well-rounded as I can be in a couple of seconds. Yeah. No, so. definitely. And I think, I believe that there's a time and a place for prayer and fasting. I do believe in fasting. Well, we do believe in fasting, course, should I yeah. say. We condone it and we do fast throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. Personally, but we also fast corporately as a church, as yep. a ministry. We pray and fast with our congregation um, every January and then at different times throughout the year as the yeah. Lord leads. Um, and there's definitely a time and a place for that. I feel when you're out on the mission field, I feel that, again, there's a time and a place that you don't necessarily need to be praying and fasting. I think if you're going to do all your prayer and fasting, you want to do that ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. When you're out on the mission field, that's the time to be in full energy, yeah. to be able to cast those demons out, to address spirits, mm. and to be able, like, if you're preaching for hours, you're preaching for days on end, and then you're you're um, fasting, you're not going to have much energy. Absolutely. So, me personally, because I've seen this, like when we're doing tent revivals and stuff, you know, teams are coming and then you've got a few people and it's like, they're not doing well. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, I've been fasting. I'm like, no, I'm like, go eat, go rest and come back. But and I'll tell you why, because that's not the time to be prayer and fasting. You know, if you're going to do all that, do that beforehand. But when you're on the battlefield, because that's what you are, when you're out on the mission field, you're in battle, 
you know, you want to be in good health, you want to be, you know, effective. And that's not the time to be fasting. I'm not saying you shouldn't. There may be a time like sometimes, you know, maybe unintentionally or we just feel to, we might fast before we preach. Yeah. Um, I, I actually prefer to do it that way, but that's just the way you, individuals are. But often, you know, we like to have a good meal. We like to be well-fed, well-nourished to have energy because, yeah. you know, you need to be more effective. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that yeah. question out there. No, that's a great question. I mean, I remember Reinhard Bonnke once said that when we are on the mission field, we don't fast and pray mm. because that's done in the secret place. When we are on the mission field, we eat mm. and preach. So it's like you've got to eat. That's time for battle. You eat and you're you're now doing what you're meant to do. Hallelujah. The you know I remember there used to be a term even in boxing, right? Just to throw this out, and it, this just I just find it quite a powerful saying, really. That you don't win the actual boxing match on fight night. You win it in the gym oh. through the training camp. Wow. So that's when the fight is won. Mm. And they used to say the less you, the more you sweat in training, the less you bleed in battle. Wow. So it's like the battle for the Christian is won in the secret place. Wow. So now when you're going public, it's easy. Wow. Hallelujah. There's a flow. There's a grace. But Christians that want to start, you know, doing all the practicing, i.e. doing all the fasting on the mission field, that's not the time to do it. Wow. You know, there was another testimony I heard of a man of God who um, was sharing this. And he was training some people up in the area of power evangelism. And uh, basically, he was sharing a story of someone that was in a supermarket and he was in a supermarket and someone next to this Christian dropped dead, an unbeliever dropped dead. And the Christian was like, oh, you know, I can't go and lay hands on him because I haven't fasted. Uh. And it's just like, what on earth are you talking about? You're carrying the spirit of God. And the guy wanted to then try and fast for a little bit throughout the day. And then he wanted to come back to pray for the person. That's not the time to fast. You should already be prayed up. You should have already been fasted. And now it's time for action when you're on the streets. You know, spiritual warfare isn't just being in an intercession closet, binding and loosing devils. Intercession is a beautiful thing. But spiritual warfare isn't just in the intercession. Spiritual warfare is also when you are actually casting the devil out and walking in that victory and praying for that sick person. So, yeah, you know, so it's, it's really important that we get this right. Absolutely. And it kind of just ties in with like everything we've been talking over these last kind of few episodes about spiritual warfare yeah. and, um, you know, knowing your authority. Because like you're saying, the, the truth of the matter is, as a born-again believer, if you were in this situation, someone dropped dead next to you, you know, your first instinct shouldn't be, what have I done or what have I not done? Yeah, Because then it's works-based. Did I pray enough? Did I fast enough? And then if you see the miracle, it's because I prayed. It's because I fasted. Wow. And this is what I love that you said, is that we're not 
we don't fast and pray to get God to do stuff because God already did his part through sending his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and resurrected for us. So we we already have everything we need. Fasting and prayer from a new covenant perspective, like you said, it changes us. It's yeah. for our benefit. It's to make the flesh into subjection to us to be obedient so that we can kind of filter out the distractions, the mess, and just really realign yourself to God's word, to feast on, like you said, his word, his power, his spirit. And then because you're in that place, it's not about someone's dying what have I done? It's someone's dying. There's a power on the inside of me that can do something about this. Absolutely. So I'm going to now, my first instinct is get out in Jesus name, Come you on. know, raise up from the dead. You know, we become the solution rather than thinking of these problems. And this comes down to how close you are living to Jesus. Mm. This comes down to whether your trust is in your works mm or whether it's in his finished work. Mm. This comes down to whether your trust is in your righteousness or his righteousness. This comes down to whether your confidence is your own confidence or it's actually God's confidence mm. in God, yeah. right? This is what this comes down to. And I would encourage Christians right now to pray, yes, to fast, yes, to do all of that good stuff, yes, but it's important that you firstly know that it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of his finished work, that you are standing right with God. It's because of the blood of Jesus, you're a citizen of heaven. It's a gift that the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you. And it's a privilege that God will choose to use you. And God will choose whoever is available in that moment to get the job done. That's the thing about God. We in our mind think, oh, but you've got to have 10 shiny certificates. You've got to have a free piece suit. You've got to have a big Bible that you're walking around with. But God's not necessarily looking and analyzing all of that. God is looking at the heart posture. Who is quick to serve? Who is quick to listen? Who is quick to do what I'm telling them to do in that moment to be the hands and feet of Christ? Exact, exactly that. God is looking for someone who will, well, who that he can wear like a glove. Wow, that's good. To know that the power of God is working or needing to work in me right now. That That's what God is looking for. He's looking for people who know I'm nothing, I'm, I'm a nobody, but in him, I'm a somebody. Yeah, wow. That I am a vessel. See, what's so powerful about what you just said is I'm a nobody, but in him, I am somebody. Come on. People think that, oh, I'm a nobody, and they think that's humility. That's not, that's false humility. Mm -hmm. Because you're not just a nobody. In him, you are somebody. Mm -hmm. We can't miss that bit out. Absolutely. In him, that's our identity. Come on. That's the real you. It's the real you. Outside of Christ, I am not bold. I am not fearless. I'm not confident. 
I'm not strong. Powerful. I'm not a, the woman of God. God is calling me to be. I'm not, you know, the the great wife that I can be. Hallelujah. Outside of Christ, I'm a mess. Wow. But in Him, I'm powerful. I'm mm. bold. I'm fearless. You know, you're more than a conqueror through Christ wow. Jesus. So it's so important that when you're and 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 then this is where even sometimes in Christianity. There can be this false humility yeah, yeah. of, oh, I'm a nobody. I'm I'm just a worm. I'm just a worm. I'm just a servant. I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner. But no, you 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 you're a son. You're a daughter of the king. You are a man or a woman of God. And when you begin to start knowing the power of Christ that is working in you and through you you will begin to see the supernatural in your life powerful impacting your home your marriage your children your finances your health your relationships the circles around you the life you have at church you know it just has this ripple effect Amen. But sadly, so many people don't know hmm. the power that's working in them because they haven't experienced the power that's found in the Bible, sadly, because some churches are no longer walking in the power or they've been sold a lie hmm. that this power is only for a, an elect few, for certain people. But this is the beauty of the gospel is in the days of old, God would only work through maybe the prophets and the priests and those that went into the Holy of Holies. But now through the finished work of the cross, through the death, burial, life, resurrection of Jesus, this power is now made available that we too, ordinary Bob, Tim, Sue, Dave, George, whatever your name is, that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave is the same power that works in us can now work through us. That at our hands, we can lay hands on the sick and see the sick recover. Absolutely. We can go, you know, preach the gospel, win the loss. It's, it, Come it's, on. It, this is powerful, guys. Hallelujah. Catch this. This is the power that is available to you right here, right now. I feel the presence Hallelujah. of God so strong. As you're speaking, a scripture comes mm. to mind. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 27. Colossians, chapter 1, verse 27. It's present so strong right now. Hallelujah. Colossians 1, Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. I mean, this is so powerful that I'm actually going to take it from verse 26. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is... Christ in you, the hope of glory. Mm. I'm going to read that again. Verse 26 and verse 27. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. 
To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labor, striving according to his working which works in me mightily. Now, Apostle Paul is talking here about a mystery. Mm. A mystery that has been hidden for generations. See, one thing we need to understand is Old Testament God walked with man. Mm. God walked with Adam in the Garden of Eden. God met Moses face to face. He was with Moses. Mm. God was with them, right? God appeared with them. And the scripture says there is a mystery because one thing people need to understand is when you are not under grace, when you are not in new covenant, it's a scary thing to stand in front of God. Mm. The old covenant and old testament, man would die suddenly standing in the presence of God because of their sin. Yeah, right. But we as new covenant Christians have a robe on our back and it's called the robe of righteousness. Wow, Hallelujah. And... Old Covenant, God walked with them. God was walking with man. But the fundamental difference that we walk in as New Covenant Christians is this mystery which Apostle Paul is talking about. And he's saying this mystery has actually been hidden for generations upon generations upon generations. But now has been revealed to his saints to them god willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery so there are riches of glory in this mystery wow there are riches of glory in this mystery mm. wow Which i want to share with you brothers and sisters the riches of glory mm. within this mystery. Wow. These are pearls going out right now, friends. These are oracles of God. And I know we're not throwing our pearls onto swine. We're throwing our pearls right now to hungry children of God. You better catch this revelation right now. Amen. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow. Christ in you, not just God with you, Mm. but Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not just God holding your hand, but his spirit and his nature abiding and residing on the inside of the Christian. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Spirit of God lives in you. I'm going to say that again. The Spirit of God lives in you. Some of you need to be more God inside minded. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of 
of you. Hallelujah. This is so powerful. God isn't just there next to you. Yes, he is with you. Because the scripture says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. But he is not just with you. His very presence, his very nature, his very essence is abiding and residing on the inside of the Christian. Hallelujah. This is beautiful. This is powerful. And Christ is not Jesus' surname. Hello. Christ means the anointed one. Oh, glory to God. Christ means the anointed one. And the anointed one is dwelling and residing on the inside of the Christian. Hallelujah. So Christians need to stop really running around trying to get that person's anointing and a double portion of that person's anointing and this and that and this and that. I mean, I believe in impartation, but you also have to balance it out. There's an impartation that can come upon you, but then there is the spirit of the living God dwelling on the inside of you the anointed one is dwelling on the inside of you don't go around looking around for the next anointing and the next person laying their hands on you or elijah's (coughs) bones or rolling around on someone's grave to try and catch an anointing listen to me right now the anointed one is dwelling on the inside of you this mystery was hidden from ages and generations but now has been revealed to his saints which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Wow. Hmm. I feel the presence of God so strong. Hallelujah. Let that soak in for a minute, saints. This is weighty. This is weighty. This is heavy weighty. Heavy weight. (laughs) Heavy weighty. (laughs) Heavy blanket. Um, This is heavy revy. (laughs) This is heavy revelation. No, it's true. It is. We, we, we're we laughing, but it, it's true. This is. Hallelujah. And this is the thing. And these, these are the, this is the beauty of the secrets of the gospel. Yeah. This mystery. In 2 Corinthians 3, it talks about, you know, this hidden message yeah. That is, you know, been he- hidden mm. and is revealed, you know, like it's concealed in Absolutely. the reading of the Old Testament. Because remember, and it's it, Jesus in the Old Testament concealed, Jesus in the New Testament revealed. If you've got your Bibles, let's go to Second Corinthians four. Oh, you're gonna go there. I'm going there. Remember, we're a spirit, we have a soul, and we, and we live, live in a body. In a body. You're a three-part being. You're a triune, triune being. being. You're a triune being. Just as there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're three persons in one. You too are three persons in one. Mm, like wow. God has made us in his likeness. We are a three-part being. So you're not a body that has a soul with a spirit. Wrong order. You are a spirit first. You're a spirit born again being. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotion, where all your decision-making takes place, where you feel all your emotions, your intellect, your reasoning, mm. your imagination. And then you've got your body, which is your flesh. That's yeah. 
the 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 glove, the vehicle yes. that is carrying us through this journey called life. It's true. Now you have to look after your body because the moment your body gives way, bye bye. You're out of here. Capish? So you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And let's read 2 Corinthians 4, and let's go from verse 7. But we have this treasure. Come on, we're talking about this mystery. Yes. Which has been revealed now, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I think it's in 2 Corinthians where Paul actually says... Did you not know that Christ is in you? He says it quite plainly, that Christ is in you. As Christ is in us, we are in him. We are hidden in Christ. So we are in him. He is in us. We are engrafted together with Christ. But we, now this is talking about us, the born again believers. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What is this earthen vessel? What is he talking about? A clay pot? No, he's talking about you and I. We are, our bodies are a temple. He's talking about us. We are this vessel. We have this treasure. What is this treasure? In earthen vessels. That is the excellence of the power that may be of God and not of us. Wow. That's good. Verse eight, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our body. The life of Jesus Christ is to be manifested through your body. There is life giving power being manifested through your physical body. Hallelujah. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And that's life eternal. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. Yes. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with with Jesus and will present us with you. Verse 15, for all things are of your sakes that grace having spread through the many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Now verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart, okay? Even though, even though, come on, say that with me. Say even though. Even though. Our outward man is perishing, okay? Our outward man is perishing. What's your outward man? Your outward man is your flesh. So yes. even though my flesh may be perishing, let's keep on reading. Mm. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed Day by day, Makure. Every day you are in the presence of God. Every time you tune into this live stream, 
every day that your mind is renewed to the word of God, every time that you understand more about who you are in Christ, what he has made available to you, your inward man is being renewed wow. and coming to a realization of these truths. Mm. Ha, come on. Hallelujah. Our inward man is being renewed day by day. Come on, that's is day by day. You got to do this on a daily basis, at least three times a day. Come on, the same way you eat three meals a day. You want to be in the word, understanding these truths. Verse 17, I feel the presence of God so strong right now. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and weight of glory. Eternal weight of glory. Cool. Did you know with this, there is a weight of his glory. And I can feel it in this studio right Hallelujah. now. Feel it all working up through my feet, through my hands. <laughs> now, this is the part I really wanted to get to. <clears throat> Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen. So, you know, you're born again, you're a spirit, you're a son, you live in a body. Just because you're in your flesh, you, you see your body, you may not see, you know, this inward working. You don't see your spirit, man. You don't see who you are in the spirit. Mm. You may look how you look in this realm. You may be small, you may be big, you may be wide, you may be whatever. But in the spirit realm, you are a giant. In Hallelujah. the spirit realm, you are a superior being. You are a supernatural being. Wow. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Ooh, so we can go so much here right now. I feel the presence of God so strong. But that which we invest in in the spirit realm will impact for eternity. Understanding this revelation that Christ in you yes. is the hope of glory. Wow. Don't look at the things which you see. Stop looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing that's who you are. You need to start looking in the mirror of the Bible. This is your mirror. Amen. This is the reflection of who you really are. Powerful. I feel the presence of God That's so strong That's a powerful strong revelation. Right because this revelation will set people free mm. from trying to keep looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, when that which you're really looking for is within you. The thing that people are already looking for, they've already got. You've already got it. You've already got it. That's a word for someone. You've already got it. That which you're looking for, you've already got it. You're on some self-discovery of who am I? Who, who really am I? Open up the word of God and it will tell you who you are. Everything you're looking for is not out there. Mm. It's in here. Hallelujah. Well, this is powerful. You are more than a human being. You're a spiritual being. Before you're a British man, you're a born-again man, or wherever you're from. Before you are identified with a nationality, you should be identified with your spiritual identity, who you are in Christ. That's the real you. Mm -hmm. And I believe God wants his children to live inside out. Mm. There is so much in you. Oh, it's a good word. Anointing, presence, power, healing, deliverance, the nature of Christ. That is within you. Let it out. Let it out. 
Wow, man. Come on, release the Live power. Live inside out. There's power on the inside Come of you. Come on. Release that power. Live God inside minded. Oh, wow. It's time to start radiating his love. It's Ooh. time to start releasing his power. It's time to start walking and living and <laughs> talking inside out. Glory wow. be to God. Come on, someone. Wow. Wow. This is powerful. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. It lives in you if you're a born-again Christian. The Bible says that we have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. The Bible says, though my outward man is perishing, my inward man is being renewed day by day. The Bible says, man, suvra la braia la vria la glassi yendrinininia la morilinininininde. Greater is he, Sheila Vrasata, that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Friends, listen to me right now. That which you are running around trying to look for is already within you. That which you are running around trying to find is already on the inside of you. That which you are looking for, the mystery, the next thing, the next power, the next healing, is actually on the inside of you because his spirit is on the inside of you. His presence is on the inside of you. His power is on the inside of you. Resurrection Zoe life is on the inside of you. I want to let you know right now, God is abiding and residing on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't ever say I'm just a human being. You are more than that. Don't ever say I'm just a man. You are more than that. It's time to live inside out. Hallelujah. This is a word for someone, and I believe this is a word for someone, and this is actually going to affect your marriage, your decision-making, your family, your walk with God. It's going to affect every single area as you begin to really see and realize who you are, what you carry, when it happened, and why it took place. Hallelujah. Who you are is who you are in Christ Jesus. What you carry is what we are sharing with you right now. It's the spirit of God, the power of God. When it took place is when you got born again and you got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then what took place 2,000 years ago becomes a reality in your life. And now that which Adam lost in the Garden of Eden, the disconnection of the phone line, gets reconnected through the blood of Jesus. And that reality takes place as you get born again. And now you have to invest in that. You have to invest in the word. You have to release faith. You have to invest in that relationship. And let me tell you how you spell love. This is how you spell love. T-I-M-E. If you love God, set time aside to be with God. Set time aside to be in his word. And some of you have set time aside to be in his word tonight with us. Stop with that sin consciousness. 
Be God inside minded. He's living on the inside. His spirit, his nature, his anointing, his spirit, his power. And this is going to affect how you walk, how you talk, how you act, how you live. This is powerful. This is new covenant. And this is for every single person that's watching today. Hallelujah. I want to pray today because, I mean, my prayer today really is that revelation of Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 will come alive to you like it's never done before. It will come alive to you in a way where it will affect your whole Christian life, and not just your life, but the life of those around you. Mm. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I lift up every single person that's watching right now by way of live stream around the UK, around the world. And Father, we thank you for the word that has been released today. The word on identity once again, Lord. It's clear, Lord, that you want your people walking in their true identity. So, Lord, we thank you for what has taken place at the finished work of Calvary. And Lord, we also thank you that you are not just with us, Mm. but you are dwelling on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for the treasure hidden in earthen vessels. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of the living God that resides on the inside of the Christian. Thank you, Lord, that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of every believer. Lord, may that truth become a reality to every person that is watching right now. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Just declare after me. Say this. Say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. My body is a temple. My body is a temple. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised up Jesus. The same Spirit that raised up Jesus. Not a similar Spirit. Not a similar Spirit. Not a duplicate. Not a duplicate. The exact same Spirit. The exact same Spirit. That raised Jesus from the dead. That raised Jesus from the dead. That exact Spirit. That exact spirit is living on the inside of me. Is living on the inside of me. Use me, God. Use me, God. Flow through me, God. Flow through me, God. Use my life. Use my life. For your glory. For your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. I sense this is a word for someone right now. I sense the Spirit of the Lord is having me tell you right now that the Christ dwelling on the inside of you will be the first Christ that unbelievers around you will encounter. That you will be the first page of the Bible that they will read. That just like the word became flesh, the word manifested in flesh and dwelt among us. Now the word 
has to become flesh in your life. And that's what's happening through this revelation. You are realizing how engrafted and how intertwined that you really are with the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. What a joy to be on with you all tonight. I pray that you have all been truly blessed by this word. And our prayer is that may there be many testimonies that will come from this word. Mm -hmm. I remember being in North London and I remember the Lord speaking to me and saying, go, go pray for that individual outside a pub. Mm -hmm. And this footage went viral. Mm -hmm. And I remember what happened before I went to pray for that person. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the revelation that Christ is in me, wow. not just with me. Not just up there in the skies. Christ is in me. And I went and stepped out and laid hands on the gentleman. He removed his brace, his, his, uh, yeah, his brace, and he started checking his leg. He got powerfully healed by God. But I say that to say this. This revelation will affect how you walk, how you talk, how you evangelize, how you reach people around you. You won't just now be sharing Jesus. You'll be shining Jesus mm -hmm. and radiating his glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, what a joy it has been to be on with you all tonight for another live conversation. We see your comments. Thank you for all you that are commenting from various parts of the UK and around Europe and other parts of the world. Do share this broadcast. Do click like, subscribe, comment below. And we've got some incredible events coming up. We've got the Tent Revival, not too long to go now, less than three months to go. Mm. We've also got the Trafalgar Square Outreach that is literally approaching. So make sure you are there June the 3rd, Trafalgar Square, where we storm central London and have an incredible outreach. It's going to be amazing. For those that do wish to stand with us as we take the gospel around the UK and around the world, you can give by heading over to www.walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. There's no gift too big or too small. We want to encourage you. Mm -hmm. Give from your heart. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And we want to say this, that if soul winning is a treasure in your heart, if you're passionate about that, then give into where souls are being saved. And that's what's happening at Walking Like Jesus mm -hmm. Ministry. Souls are being saved, deliverances are taking place, the sick is being healed, people are being baptized in the Holy Spirit yeah. on a regular occasion. And not only that, people are being discipled. Well, They're being equipped under the word of God. It was so inspiring, like a couple of weeks ago, last week, we were, you know, just with a few people from the church and one of the young guys who's, you know, 21, he was like, if it wasn't for you guys, obviously, meaning like the church and us being effective in what we're doing, he was like, I'd be on drugs. Like he was, sin, he was on drugs. Yeah. He was sinning. He was, he was in a pit and he was like, but you guys, like, because of what you do, like he's out of that now. Wow. And I just shouted and I was like, this is what the kingdom's about. And, and this is the fruit. And it makes my heart so happy because wow. this is what it's all about. It's about changing it's lives, you know, getting those people out of the darkness into the light, you know, and then shining and, you know, radiating Jesus and his glory and just living a victorious life, living a blessed life, Amen. a good life. So and this is why we do about. what we do. 
This is why we do what we do. For souls to be saved and then discipled. So even as you give tonight, this is what you are giving into. I mean, Pragma Church has outreaches like yeah. every other week. Then we've got the activities of Walking Like Jesus Ministries. Then we've got the TV ministry which is reaching so many people. So as you are giving today and partnering with us, you are helping the gospel go forth through various different methods. So we just want to say thank you to everyone that's supporting us, that's considering to give tonight. If that is you, we want to say thank you very much. We appreciate it. And most importantly, God sees it. Hallelujah. So thank you very much for all those that have been on today. We look forward to seeing you at church on Sunday or at Trafalgar Square on June the 3rd or at the Tent Revival on August the 5th. Or we'll just see you next week on Wednesday for another live conversation. (laughs) Very well said. (laughs) God bless you and we'll see you soon. Take care.